0: going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. It's Hunter Lowry here. Hope you're having a great day so far. Man, guys, the markets are on a tear again this week. <laughs> so crazy. Last week, we're talking about inflation concerns and tech is getting absolutely smoked and then this week tech is rebounding huge inflation concerns are muted i mean it's all over the place and it just shows guys again i know i keep harping on this but you just can't be trading on emotion you need to have a diversified portfolio that you can stick with that's going to get through all these volatile times because if you're just buying in and out and in and out all the time not even talking about the tax consequences of that but it's just impossible to time all these things but anyways aside from that right now you know How hard is it to to make a change on something? I gotta believe that I'm not the only one who gets this way. And I know I've talked about this, you know, building good habits, building good financial habits, and how hard it is for that. And also even just personal habits, waking up earlier, not snoozing the alarm, not watching Facebook videos for an hour before you go to sleep, all that sort of stuff. But it's also so dang hard to change physical habits. I always go back to sports because I love playing every sport out there. But with sports, and again, maybe I'm the only one here who gets this way. <laughs> but with me, it always feels like the more I'm working on a sport or a skill, the more I begin to really analyze it. I'm a really analytical person. I have a hard time, even in sports, just going off feel. I like to really understand how it's working. I like to watch videos of myself, of other people who are better than me. And I, I really like to break it down and understand everything that's going on. And I guess that can be a blessing and a curse. <laughs> but as I'm really working on doing something and, and getting better at something, And I start to analyze these things really hard. It really points out my weaknesses and what I need to work on then trying to change those weaknesses. Oh my goodness. It can be so hard. And then you tend, you know, you try to change things. You get a little bit worse over time. It takes a while to get better and to ingrain that muscle memory. So for instance, golf was a big one for me. Like growing up, you know, going to play golf, it just felt easy, you know, you just got to the golf course when you're young and kind of smack it around and shoot really mediocre scores. But I guess, you know, it was good enough that it beat some of my buddies and I thought I was decent at it. But then when I started playing really competitive going into high school, you know, you start to realize the things that you're not good at anymore. I used to have this big problem. And for all you golfers out there, this could uh, be a little bit traumatic to even talk about. <laughs> but I used to get way across the line. I'd drop it inside. I'd get really flippy at the bottom. And if things weren't timed up well, I would hit these nasty duck hooks. I mean, they would just take left turns and they were uncontrollable. And it would pop up like, I don't know, probably at least once or twice around. But luckily, In high school, you know, when you play in some of these tournaments, a lot of the courses aren't very hard, so at least in in Arizona, you know, a lot of those courses are built kind of more of a link style where the fairways are right next to each other, and the courses are kind of long, so you just kind of got to bomb it around the golf course, and as long as you're not four fairways over, you can probably find it and, and hit it back over to your fairway, so I used to get away with it. I would just swing so hard, and when things were timed up good, the ball would, you know, hit the hit the ball pretty far. But when it wasn't good, holy cow, when those duck hooks came out, it was absolutely terrifying. But again, it didn't really kill me. But then once I got to college, and I started playing uh, golf on the college golf team, the courses got harder, the competition got harder, everything rose to a new level. And we played this, co- one of our home courses is called Via Verde Country Club. And it was 20 minutes from school right outside of Claremont. And I grew up, like I said, playing on these courses that were really long and really open. You could just smash the ball everywhere. This course at Via Verde was the exact opposite. If you missed the fairway, you were going to donkey punch someone's window. The, The course was super short, extremely tight. You never had to hit driver anywhere. It was just the complete opposite of everything that I was ever used to. So I had to change my entire game. I worked so hard on getting on plane better, on keeping my club face square, on hitting little fades, actually. I, I quit playing a draw, and for any of you guys that play a lot of golf, if you ever want to have the draw versus fade argument, I will battle for the fade side all day long. But once I started to hit this cut, you know, it made me look at the golf course way different. I analyzed each hole different. I analyzed each shot different. I just saw everything in such a different light. And it really took me a long time. It took me a long time to understand how to play the golf course playing a fade. I mean, it sounds simple, but it really was kind of a difficult transition for me. And it was a, a mental block that took me a long time to get over. You know, you get used to just viewing things a certain way. It's not easy to make a transition. And the same goes with money. You know, when I'm talking with clients and prospects and working on financial plans with people, some of the conversations I have, you can just tell that their view of money and and how their funds should be used is just a little bit skewed and it's hard for them to view it differently and to change that mindset. And it's really not an extremely difficult concept to understand or anything, but you know, oftentimes these tough changes that people have to make in order to reach the goals that they're telling me they want to reach, it just a lot of times comes down to budgeting properly. Because first off, it's really, really easy to just spend money. I mean, who can't agree with that? It's so easy to go to the store and want to go shopping and, and buy something cool rather than saving it. And then you don't know where it's all going. You're paying too much to go out to dinner. You're maybe now ordering takeout all the time, online shopping. I mean, you can just blow through a paycheck so fast. But at the same time, it's also easy to save without a purpose. It's easy to just fund your Roth IRA because, you know, it's a good thing to do. Hunter says so. Dave Ramsey says so. Whoever says put money in your Roth IRA. It's easy to just contribute to your 401k because, you know, it's free money with the match. We all know that. We all know that we should be putting some of our paycheck into these funds every single month. We know we should put some money in savings in case of an emergency. I mean, these are all easy things to do, and and most people understand those concepts. But a lot of times people will just start doing all these things with no goals in mind and they view it all as one basket of money that can be used to reach any of their goals that they have, which really isn't the case. And again, I see this a good amount when creating financial plans with people, they decide they want something and they want to accomplish something, but they're not structured properly to take on those goals right now. They mix up which bucket of money is supposed to be used for which purpose. The last thing you want to do with your investments is confuse retirement money with house buying money or college fund money with date night money. It's so, so important to not mix up these funds. And I'm not sure what's in the air right now, but this has kind of been coming up a lot lately. I've been getting a decent amount of questions and people wanting to pull money out of different accounts for goals that shouldn't be funded by those accounts you know should I just pull out of my 401k to help afford this house I want to buy or should I take an early withdrawal off my IRA to help pay off these loans that I have and oh man I cannot discourage people enough from starting to play that game it's a slippery slippery slope and I'll tell you why let's talk about some numbers real quick so let's say you have a really nice three hundred thousand dollars in your traditional IRA you're 40 years old and you want to buy a new house so you were thinking you just want to take an extra $50,000 out of the IRA to help you out, which doesn't sound too bad. You're still going to have 250,000 in the account invested. And that's still a good amount to have invested. That should still do well. Well, you know, not so much. This is how it's really going to work. Let's say you live here in beautiful California as I do, where it's nice and sunny basically all the time, except today, we've got the little hurricane rolling through for this week. But you know, for all that sunshine and all that nice weather, we got to pay a lot extra in taxes. So, let's say you're in the 10% state tax bracket and a 24% federal tax bracket. So, right there, that's 34% you're paying in taxes on that $50,000 that you want to pull out. So, right there for pulling out the 50 grand, you can just take $17,000 of it and send it right to the IRS. And if you think that stinks, just wait. We haven't even included the 10% early withdrawal penalty for pulling money from the from this account before you're 59 and a half. So kick that number up to 44% in taxes. And oh yeah, California tax an additional two and a half percent on top of that. So it call it 46.5%, is what it ends up being. Now that's $23,250 in taxes you're paying right there. That means the fifty thousand dollars you took out wanting to pay for your home it actually ended up only being twenty six thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars in your pocket okay so what if you know you had this fifty thousand dollar goal in mind and that's what you need net that's what you need after tax then you would need to pull out about ninety five thousand dollars to end up with that fifty thousand dollars net in your pocket so now that's ninety five thousand dollars gone from your account let's just keep with that 40 years old number and say that you're going to use the funds in 20 years Your account, your traditional IRA, whatever it was, originally at three hundred thousand dollars. If we assume an eight percent annual interest rate over that twenty-year period, when you turn sixty years old, your account is going to have about one point four million dollars on it, which is fantastic. I mean, who wouldn't be happy to have that going into retirement? So now let's go with you know you took out that ninety-five thousand dollars to help pay for that home purchase, took that early withdrawal. The account's now at $205,000, so the same 8% annual interest rate over the same 20-year period. Now your account's going to have about $955,000 in it after that time. So basically, it comes down to close to half a million dollars that you lose out on just for trying to get that $50,000 out of the account early. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like much when you're thinking about it and you say, oh, $50,000 out of my retirement account, not a big deal. But when you really start to do the math and add up the taxes and all these early withdrawal penalties, the opportunity cost of that money just becomes astronomical. Remember guys, your 401k is not your checking account. Your IRA is not your vacation fund. Your 529 is not for lessons to fix your duck hook on the golf course. And it sounds silly like, yeah, duh, Hunter. I know you don't need to tell me this. That's obvious, but... I'm telling you, it's an easy game to get into. And if you don't have a good concept and a good understanding of which bucket of money is used for what purpose, then you can easily find yourself trying to mix these things up and it can cause a little bit of a mess. So please, guys, make sure you understand what your goals are. Make sure you understand where your funds are. Make sure you understand the tax consequences of all these things. And of course, if you'd like help with any of that stuff, I'm more than happy to help you. So if you'd like to schedule a call, if you'd like to talk together, you can jump on my personal calendar. Just go to HunterLowry.com. You can schedule a call with me right there. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.